Hello all. Welcome to our latest episode of the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels podcast. This is Vasanth and along with me the rest of our podcast team Ramakrishnan ji Iyer and Vijay Kumar Balasubramanian. This is IPL season and everything is going to be about the IPL and we will ignore all other cricket being played anywhere in the world. Last week we had a long episode as we tried to catch up with the IPL across 17 games of action including the tight finishes as well as how the teams were evolving the tournament continues with the trend of close games making for compelling viewing in fact we saw three young bowlers defend 19 20 runs to take their teams to critical wins i know in the past a 20 run last over ask was generally deemed to be unattainable at least until the rinku show what is even more fascinating is that Almost all teams are bunched together in the table. We have two teams with four wins and two defeats. There are four others who are just half a game behind. Three more, which are another game adrift. The BCCI surely must be hoping that many teams are still in the hunt a month from today, when the last round of matches start. In this episode, we will take a look at the games played in the last week, following which we will shift our attention to those players. who have done well and those who have been underwhelming to the point of adversely impacting their longer term prospects and we will wind up with our predictions for the week welcome back in this section we will review the games 18 through 26 and where teams are positioned after nearly 40% of the league games have been completed ram what are your views of the last week of action and how are the various teams trending so to begin with it's always good to start by saying that i feel really silly about some of the predictions that uh, i made last week i for example trashed the sunrisers team i called them a not so well balanced team i expressed disappointment over harry brook uh, not firing Sure enough, all of these were reversed. In that next game where Harry Brook scored a hundred, one-sided game, Arach won very, very easily. Thankfully, Arach went back to their usual style by not showing up for the next game against Mumbai Indians. So yeah, maybe a fifty-fifty thing. Of course, we must mention Mumbai. Three wins looks like they are finally warming up. Cameron Green, who is our seventeen-point-five crore man. finally justified the price tag in that one game where he was excellent and earned himself a player of the match as well so maybe for both him as well as for brook it was just a matter of acclimatization to ipl the timings schedules and so forth moving on i think one of the questions i wanted to put out there is this slowly becoming a tournament for all the leggies just look at the number of leggies who have done all is still clinging to the purple cap with 11 wickets though he does have rashid khan for company I don't classify Rashid as a leg spinner. He's, he's in a league of his own. He's just Rashid Khan. Probably, if he bowled something else, he'd still be just as effective. But nonetheless, he's there. Then you have Ravi Bishnoi, exceptional ER so far. He's running at a sub seven ER after five games played, which I think is spectacular. Taking eight wickets, averaging nineteen. Again, superb. Then there's Mayank Markande, who again has been exceptional with his ER. and has been posting similar numbers 
then there is suyesh sharma unknown kid just 19 years old apparently he has never really played any real cricket for delhi which i find so amazing it just sounds like classic ddca play ignoring all the talented kids and getting embroiled in politics all the time and then of course how can we conclude without the two golden oldies amit mishra and piyush chawla both of them again have bowled exceptionally and my final point these opening remarks just on royal i mean they were on a high they defeated csk in an away game then they beat the titans also in an away game interestingly trip in their own fortress you know at jaipur against the lucknow team in a game that was kind of a little weird i'll just borrow from vijay's non copyrighted material here and basically say you know lsg ka swagat rajasthan royals ne riyan parag se kiya go ahead i think overall given how the last week has unveiled itself it is now the highest scoring ipl ever so the average run rate per game is now almost 9 like at 8.94 and wisden looked at the numbers and looks like only this year's psl has a higher average run rate across the board for t20 leagues at some ridiculous 9 plus common run rate so these guys have tried with the impact player and other rules it seems to be working in promoting that fast scoring at least for this year so far for the teams themselves i think the mumbai indians they are now at at a streak of 3 wins which i would not have expected given how they started the tournament so it came out of nowhere only one other team actually so far that's the table toppers for the moment rajasthan they also have had a three win streak so far so this is the kind of consistency typically that will bode you well and then get you to the playoffs but we'll have to see whether mumbai will kind of settle to the kind of mix that they have today i would still say that the bowling is too dependent on a good start from behrendorf but apart from that they still need folks to back him up but speaking of rr like you mentioned parag hasn't really come to the barat yet nor has padikal so there are two young guys who are supposed to be the impact players have not come and as we saw the game against lucknow if they are not coming to the party and the top 3 or 4 not getting going then they are in a soup so they really need to bring you can keep the momentum up and running the one thing that stood out despite their loss was that monster 6 from butler oh my god 112 meters or something to that effect <laughs> that was out of the ground and it always it's funny when somebody can hit it that far and that strong <laughs> they they're sluggish elsewhere right so yeah it's really a weird game to lose for them and then speaking of sixers as usual gave us a sixer feast and again you know rcb they played this small ground for half their games for sure and they neither have the batting depth nor do they now have a bowling to contain people like outside of siraj i don't see anybody really threatening the batters in this ground yeah so rcb is going to have a problem in their home ground and i they wanted just muscling it through they will be poor travelers this year they don't have penetration in their bowling and the team that has the best penetration that i've seen so far very consistent also sees no sign of letting down is punjab right punjab has rabada arshdeep and karan three really good practitioners for punjab 
those were the games that I kind of watched closely. For me, the biggest miss, if you will, for this week has been that I haven't seen Quinton DeCock yet. I don't know how Lucknow is going to solve for that one, given how well Mayers is playing right now. Thanks, Vijay. Taking off on your point on run rate, yes, the run rates this year have been quite spectacular. In fact, I was doing some numbers and noticed that only two teams are able to keep their runs conceded run rate to be below nine. And predictably, they are Rajasthan Royals and LSG. Some of it probably helped by the performance this week. And some of it simply because RR has had three spinners who are bowling exceptionally well. And that has gone a long way. And LSG somehow with their mix of bowlers have also kept the lid on scoring against them. And that shows the fact that these two teams are at the top of the table. The only other team that is doing just as well is Gujarat. So these teams that are bowling well are the ones that are the 1-2-3 of the league. Last week, nine games. Six of the games were in balance until the start of the 40th over. I mean, if you call needing 19-20 runs a game still in the balance, only three of them were one-sided. And essentially, all the games were tight and often decided by small passages of play. Overall, the tournament continues to be very interesting. I do think that as the tournament goes by, the wickets are going to get a little tired and a little slower. The spinners will come more into the equation. One thing stood out for me in today's game. I did not see a large part of it, but whatever little I saw, clearly in Jaipur, run scoring is going to be much more difficult than anywhere else. Large ground and the wicket is not conducive for easy hitting. Ravi Ashwin said, this is a ground wherein you can't just tee off and you have to play good cricketing shots in order to put up your scores. That was his halftime assessment. And that's exactly what happened. Rajasthan blew it with a bad run out and some poor strokes. That couple of wickets, the Samson run out and the Butler shot pretty much cost them the game. Team wise, I still believe that Gujarat and Rajasthan are the teams to watch. They might have lost a couple of games each, but to me, they are Still my candidates for the top two slots. LSG, I don't know, they're somehow managing to hold their own with that team of theirs. They still do not have a place for Quinton Dickock, which alone indicates that they cannot be underestimated. All of this is in spite of KL Rahul not firing in his normal way in an IPL. So they're still there to be counted. The Mumbai, should I call them Mumbai Australians rather than Mumbai Indians? Their four Australians have been phenomenal. Berendorf, Green, David, and even Meredith. I thought Cam Green looked very good. And this Mumbai team is looking better and better. And then there will be a day when Sky will get into form. And then their Englishman will return instead of Meredith. And just like that, that team is going to become a very strong team. And they know how to win. They really know how to win. I think they are fast coming up the ranks as one of potential playoff teams. I still think their spin setup is weak, that they have to rely on the evergreen Chavla, but he's been bowling brilliantly. And of course, I cannot talk about Mumbai Indians without talking about Tilak Verma. What a wonderful player. This guy is gold. So. A couple of things. One minor nitpick on the Tim David thing is actually Singaporean. True. He's playing in Australia. I mean, Mr. Sharma, captain of the... Indian team made a big statement. 
about the fact that he sees Tilak Verma wearing that other jersey very quickly. Did he make one recently? Yeah, just in the last Oh, he said that about a few months ago. First called him an all-format player. That was at a time when even Shubman Gill was only playing test matches. At that time, he called him an all-format player. And then, I think it was in yesterday's game, he basically said he is getting really close to that other jersey. Wow. Other blue-colored jersey. Some words to that effect. But again, wonderful batting. Very measured, very controlled. And he's 20. And Vijay, as you mentioned, Punjab Kings, they have no business going and fighting for a place in the top four. But they're there. Their captain has been terrific. And when he's not there, Karan comes in, takes over the captaincy and takes his team to a win. Sikandar Raza pulled out a good one. Shah Rukh Khan finally started batting like the way he was threatening to for so many years. Livingstone will come back. They will sit short out. And suddenly it'll be Karan, Rabada, Livingstone and Sikandar Raza as their four foreign players. Plus Davan and Shah Rukh Khan and they're looking good to go. Okay. CSK, well, they must be hoping that they get through the first half unscathed since they're playing away a lot with that pop gun seam attack of theirs. In the back seven, they have many home games. And that will allow them to let loose their spinners and they become a very different team. To me, CSK's chances are all about how they play in the away games. If they can hold their own there, then they are a factor, otherwise they're gone. TB is the exact opposite. They are hoping to survive the first half because they're playing more at home. Once they go away, their chances are better. But again, I think the root cause there is that their precious little batting after the big three. The Patidar injury has really hurt them a lot. Plus, of course, Harshal being sort of found out. KKR will fade away at some point of time. I'm even surprised that they're still around. I do think at some point of time they need to get Lytton or Roy. I said Jason Jason Roy, not Anukul Roy, to come in for Gurbaz. Just as much as it hurts, I think Dre has to be sat out for Visa. Blowing hot and cold. Their bowling is not good enough to remain in the lead group. They got through because Markram and Broke are batting beautifully, especially Markram. DC may as well plan for the next season. They might win a few if Marsh gets going. They don't have depth on the Indian front. Prithvi Shaw has been a disaster. Will they have the guts to bench Warner and bring in Salt? Any other thoughts for the last week's action and about the teams? I agree with the point that you made about KKR. They really need to bring the Bengali people in. Fast started well, but I think he's kind of tapering off now. No, the only thing I wanted to say was about RCB. You s- somehow everybody seems to think that they have some advantage playing at Chinnaswamy. There is really no advantage for them playing at Chinnaswamy. So all their games, they should treat it as away games. <laughs> no, that is what I was saying. They're hoping to get unscathed because they're playing first home, a bunch of home games. Because at second half, they're playing away thanks to the elections. Oh, I think that's uh, why they're playing out. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, I think one Chennai game got pre-pooned. Yeah, the Chennai-LSG game got advanced by a day. Day game, right? Even Chennai is playing a lot of home games at the end, not the first half. But the good news is that every team would have played 13 games on May 18th. Mm. So every team is going to play one last game 
and hopefully everyone or at least nine of them are still in the hunt for a playoff spot that would be good fun with that we close out our first part and let's move on to the next part which which is all about the players welcome back in this section we are going to talk about the winners and losers among the players the players are the one that make a tournament and very often we have seen some players have outstanding runs through the two month period propelling their team to success there are also players who simply fail to do as well as expected which not only drags their team down but often has an adverse impact on their national and franchise careers it's been no different in this ipl there are some winners and there are some losers vijay who do you think are the players who have stood out in this season so far and who are the ones who have disappointed i think just a handful of them from what i saw i thought uh, like you mentioned definitely came to the party this time around what i like about him is the real confidence like uh, batting apart he comes in at to slog away at the end did a good job of that but in the game that current captain he was primarily chosen to be that sweeping position and he held on to everything that came his way so the trust that this franchise has in him as ice in the veins kind of a player seems to inspire him to do better so definitely even though you don't see it in the numbers or where else he's currently one of the players to watch out for he is bringing some quiet changes both in the field and with his bat same team karan i thought rose up to the challenge of being captain took a lot of responsibility did the right moves in the bowling changes i i think his batting is somehow slipping away he needs to kind of bring that mojo back to his batting but thankfully he was saved by raza and sharuk so good, good tidings for him as in the leadership category as well and of course rahane or for uh, chennai ra anne as i like to call him now he's been turning it on so yeah the batting has been there but the commitment in the field in the chennasami game full stretch brought back a six reduced it to a couple of runs and in a ground like that and in a chase like that those four or five saved runs make all the difference and if i mean even though momentarily they did slow down a little bit before they started assaulting again so the momentum shift is there the minute something like this happens in the field and the hane seems to be right there great to see him you know excel in 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 the outfield yeah, as much as he's doing in the bat okay the other <laughs> test guy ashwin that game where he walked in a six and a four and an out <laughs> that was awesome to watch and even the ball he got out to shami just a few yards here or there it would have gone to crashing to the boundary as well he right. timed it so well that it just went straight to the fielder <laughs> but amazing like how he's able to up his sante in these situations and i haven't even talked about his bowling bowling has been like spot on this tournament so far uh, especially the last game everybody was going at 8 9 runs and over he came in at i think about Five to six max. Yeah. So just really shows his class. You know there. what stands stands out with him is his adaptability. He's managed to figure out a way to up his game in some way or the other to contribute. Apparently, he pads up the moment the innings start, and he waits. And at any point of time, they'll say go. So he's ready. <laughs> Good for him. Like you said in his video, 
Halla bol, nalla bol. It yeah. won't be a surprise if he is he shows up again to play the T20 World Cup here in the US and West Indies. Uh, I I, I <laughs> think a that's stretch. a bit of a stretch, but uh, he is still relevant. He is not faded out. And uh, what I like is his willingness to keep on improving and changing as his career evolves, and that's what's good. And my last pick for Chivas this week was Wood, of course, for LSG. I think it's always great to see somebody. never compromising on pace and he's actually been threatening from the word go every game like you know he's just going to beat you by pace if you even if you relax just a little bit and although also the runs if you see they were all miss hits True. like you can't place a feel for some of those shots it just even the one sharuk hit of the penalty pet over went off a flying edge so that we cannot avoid in this format But yeah, it was great to see him just give his all in every over. He's been spectacular, except for two balls when he was hit for six by you know whom. Everything else, people couldn't handle him. Then the guys who really haven't yet shown, which is affecting their franchises, DK is kind of not yet come to the party. We keep telling that he should bat higher up. I think if not now, I don't know then when. that he should really follow maxwell in the in the top order then same thing we talked about herschel i don't think the slow ones are just working just yet the mix and they're still sticking to the plan i think folks have figured out that he'll come somewhere around the 16th over mark and they're ready for the variations at that point there is no surprise element from him yet and again like we saw he's mostly bowling at chinnasamy where he doesn't have much protection so hopefully it'll change once he's outside of bangalore and finally russell too has not been there yet uh, that is a very funky middle order with now rinku also go, doing the pyrotechnics at will even if russell is not firing on all cylinders they seem to have others who can come to the party but just imagine how well it will be if the threat of russell actually works out for them yeah. how about you ram i spoke about the leg spinner list from a little ahead so i'll probably go with the day he was sort of in ipl wilderness for a few years then i guess he was really lucky to have somehow found a contract here at srh at least they give him the opportunity to play since then been been very very good i mean what caught my eye really about the way he was playing was his er i mean six and a half i think about about that much which i think is is really really good so that's my anchor markande for me and then my second pick is going to be siraj Uh, just to sort of call out how brilliant he's been with the new ball. I mean, there was one game where where he went a little off track, bowled like five wides in the same over. But after that one incident, he has been nothing short of brilliant with the new ball. Unfortunately, there isn't anyone at the other end to to sort of provide the sort of support that that this guy is able to crank out from one end. So he's become like a one man ratio for RCB. that i think is where the problem is but siraj has been brilliant my third person on the winners list is yashasvi jaiswal he has been super effective at the top of the order for rajasthan he is basically doing what we have seen prithvi shaw do in the past but so many people used to feel so strongly about prithvi shaw you know getting a chance to play for india opening at the top of the order because he had the perfect power play game right? prithvi shaw never used to bat beyond the power play he used to average about 
between 28 and 30. But he always used to hit at 145 to 150. That's what Jaiswal is doing this year. If you look at his numbers, he's doing 140 plus. He's averaging about 30. So he'll give you 30 runs in less than 20 balls in the power play and he'll get out. With somebody like a butler batting at the other end, that recipe works extremely well. Last one is Venki Ayer. If you really think about it, he was a first season wonder and didn't work out in the second season at all. He got found out. And now he's kind of back and he's been lucky to find a place in the 11 and he's only playing because Shreyas Iyer is not available. and They needed somebody to bat at number three. So, okay, you know, one Iyer is not here. Let's pick the other one. But, you know, man, he has taken the chance, you know, with both his hands. Uh, and, and he's striking at 170, which is the other thing that I just, just wanted to observe, right? Many of these batters, you know, when you look at their career IPL strike rates, you know, you can take a Venki Iyer, you can take a Ritraj Gaikwad, they're all striking at about 20 points higher than what they have traditionally done. I don't know if this is the impact of the fact that they have their extra impact batter behind them to sort of let themselves loose. But that's something that I've been observing this IPL. So on the losers list, I was going to say Harshal, but you, since you mentioned it, uh, Vijay, I guess I'll, I'll say Ben Stokes. Simply in the sense that he's been conspicuous by his absence. Maybe it's bad luck, maybe it's injury, but given the amount of hype that was going on, and this was going to be the season when MSD would sort of hand the baton off to him and all of that, that just hasn't happened. I mean, right now, I'll just want Stokes to play a few games, never mind taking on the baton and all of that. No, that handing of the baton, I think the more I see Rahani now, I feel like it could just be to Rahani now, given that he's the most successful Indian captain ever. And Stokes is nursing a big injury. So he is limited. I was surprised that he bowled that, those couple of overs in that other game before he was arrested. So, but I think between Stokes, Santner, they, they'll have to change their uh, in, in the coming games. Somewhere I read Stokes might be out until the 30th. So that's a long time. Now, if Stokes comes back, he will replace Moin Ali because they will not drop Conway. One of Tikshna or Santner will play and this Patirana guy will play or Sisanda Magala will play. They are sort of stuck in this kind of situation wherein only Moin Ali or Stokes can play unless Stokes is really going to bowl much more. But there again, are they going to sacrifice foreign quick given the fact that they have... Tushar Deshpande, Hangar Gekar, Simarjeet Singh. Oh, I forgot Akash Singh. Singh. By the way, uh, Tushar Deshpande is up to 10 wickets. One more and he's in the recurring with the Papua cap. That is true. Except that they hit him for some, what, 12 runs each over. So. Correct. <laughs> Ajinkya Rahane, the rebirth. Absolutely brilliant batting. Clean strokes, clean hitting. There's no just muscling the ball over. It's been very clinical. But one side of me is not surprised because Rahane bats very well in the first few overs of any white ball game, both T20 and ODI. The reason he lost his place was that he couldn't continue after that. In those days, they expected people to play longer innings once you get started. In today's style, a T20 batter, if they can come in and swing around in the power play and get you 14, 15, they're gold. 
So maybe yeah. that equation changes. And he's still fielding brilliantly. Notwithstanding this being T20, the fact that he's striking the ball this way and Shreyas Ayer is absent, maybe a ticket to London is on the cards. Especially the way Sky is batting. So who knows? Tilak Varva I've already talked about. Very impressed by Shikhar Dhawan. He's played the situations much better than the previous years. The other is Shimron Hetmeyer. People don't notice what he does, but this is yet another season wherein he's been just outstanding. This guy is a very, very good player. And he seems to have found a franchise that is willing to indulge him to do his stuff. Losers. We've talked about Prithisha again and again. What a disastrous IPL. Harshal Patel. Nothing has happened. The other big loser is Washington Sundar. The bowling has been subpar. So many freebies. The batting has been below par. And the game awareness is again terrible. We also talked about Reras, whether he's done. I think he's done. But KKR, being KKR, they find it very difficult to bench him. With that, we come to the end of our winners and losers section. And now... We'll go to our next section, which is what's going to happen next week. Welcome back. In the next eight days of the tournament, we will be seeing 11 games, including three day games. We're going to quickly go through our predictions as to who we think is going to win each game. Bright and early tomorrow, RCB is going to be at Mohali. I'm going with PK, although betting against Virat at the PCA is not a good idea. I'm going to go with RCB. They've had a couple of setbacks, so I think this will be the one where they'll spring back and hop up the table a couple of slots. PK for me, with the exception of Siraj, probably doing a good job for RCB. But I don't think it will be enough though. Then we have KKR, the Kotla. I'm going with KKR. Yeah, DC is a free-for-all. I mean, everybody's going to win against him. Five losses on the trot. So, yeah, it's going to be a sixth loss on the trot, I think. So, KKR for me. Yeah, hard to see DC come up with a win even against KKR. But probably their best chance for a win. So, let's see. SRH at Chepok. This is a CSK game. There's no thoughts about it. Yeah, Irrespective of the opposition, that was going to be my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the Titans at the Ekana. I'm going to go with the Titans. I really like that team. The team's a good team. And a good team. It was a bit of a fluke that they lost this Royals game. They're going to spring back. So I'm voting for GT as well. Yeah, GT or as I like to call it, CSK Junior. They are a really good unit. I mean, you, you're suddenly looking at over number 11 and only then do they actually bring in somebody like Alzari Joseph to bowl. <laughs> the depth is phenomenal. The last game, I thought this guy, Pandya, was not that focused. He was doing a lot of antics in the ground, facial expressions, doing all sorts of things. That actually doesn't help your team at all. Have that poker face, keep pushing your agenda, do that right. I mean, if you want to choices be... Of, uh, bowling choices in the depth. No, I mean, Shami bowled a couple of loose balls and then it looked like Pandya just gave up. He was like throwing his arms in the air and he was like rolling his eyes. Yeah. That doesn't help. And then we have our Punjab boys at the Vankhede. I don't think they stand a chance against the Australians. Vankhede, stranglehold. 
Mumbai Indians. I just feel like the Punjab attack is not something Mumbai Indians will relish. So let's see. Interesting point because if Mumbai bats first, the ball moves around a lot at the Monkey Day in the first few overs. Yeah. Arshdeep and Rabada are quite combination to deal with and Karan. Because Rohit Sharma against the moving ball, right? And then I, I think same thing with Surya Kumar Yadav. You can't bring him too early either. That leaves again Tilak Verma to kind of do damage control. Uh, and the subpar score will kind of be right at these guys, Sally, right? So, like you said, depends on who bats first. Uh, but it not be just that easy for Mumbai. And then we have the Royals at the Royal Challenger ground. It's a day game. I'm doing Royals all the way. Royals all the way. Yeah, I mean, the challengers can bite the dust. There's some real heavy hitters in Rajasthan Royals who will take Chinnaswamy and have it for breakfast. You know what? I think they need to do something about that whole particular Riyan Parag issue. Mm. Maybe find a way to bring in Joe Root in that slot. We have Chennai at the Eden Gardens. I'm going to go with CSK. If they're going to play a pitch there where the ball turns... The CSK spin attack will take down KKR. Yeah, I mean, KKR has a decent attack as well. They have Sunil Narayan, Suyash Sharma has shown up really well. Varun Chakravarti seems to have rediscovered his mojo. So yeah, KKR, I think, home advantage. I want to see Varun Chakravarti bowling to MS Dhoni again. (laughs) The last three (laughs) times, he bowled him. And I still remember Dhoni's expression after getting out the last time. That would be a nice face-off, yes. You know, CSK, okay. but I want to say that Eden Gardens is again not a big ground. Uh, so, right up Chennai's uh, skills around posting a big score or defending one with slow bowlers. So, it's Chennai for me. Then we have the Capitals going to Pal. Uh, I think the Capitals might pull that one off there. This is just out of pity, really. That other team doesn't have bowling, any bowling. So, maybe. I mean, I'm reserving my pity for uh, sunrisers on this game. (laughs) They also need it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm with Tasanta, I think. Turnarounds happen here and there. For me, Warner against uh, sunrisers, there's actually extra incentives Uh to do well. So, (laughs) maybe... He can inspire people to do better. Yeah. Hey, somebody might put the Buttabama song also. Then Warner will be a different. <laughs> hey, I was just beast. going to say, I uh, forgot that song. <laughs> I was going to say. Then we have the Mumbai Indians at the Narendra Modi Stadium. I don't think Gujarat can be beaten there. They lost that day to a team that was deep and stronger. Those guys will take down MI. I'm actually thinking that this might be you know, MI's day. So let's see how that goes. No, again, same same thing, right? With such a varied attack that Gujarat has, Mumbai's batting is very one-dimensional. They they will struggle. And there's one more thing that was commented upon by both Sangakkara and Ashwin. Those first five overs that Gujarat bowled against RR was perhaps some of the best fast and swing bowling seen in the IPL for years. Shami was unplayable. So was the case with Hardik. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there was a drop of Hardik, I think, right? Correct. Uh, correct. Yashasvi was dropped by Gil. 
the last game of the week will be KKR the Chinnaswamy. I am going with RCB on this one. Maybe as well. No, no, KKR again. Small grounds. It's more like their home ground. So, and again, bowling wise, they have the people who can induce bad shots, and the outfielders who can take them. You induce a bad shot, the ball lands in Richmond Circle. <laughs> <laughs> Tushar Deshpande said, "One side was small, the big side that was also small." <laughs> yeah, everything is small. The Chennai Stadium. <laughs> so, with that, yeah. we are done with our predictions. It is time to wrap up this episode. Thank you for listening in, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels podcast. As ever, we would like to hear your thoughts about this episode, as well as the podcast in general. Please feel free to share this with your friends. Please also note. that the podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Our free intro and IPL music were obtained from Chosik and Public Ringtones. Our regular hosts for the podcast are Vijay Kumar Balasubramanian at @bvijaykumar, Ramakrishnan G Iyer at @fullyabit and Vasant Kumar at @vkpl007. We will continue reviews of the league phase of the IPL in our next episode. Until then, Bye.